Welcome on back. Second season of Points and Doinks here. Travis, as always. Tyler's here. Cheese. Welcome on back, everybody. Very excited about this fantasy football season going into the 2021. We're here to do our pre-draft show. So we're going to be talking about different styles of drafting, different... um, It's the word I'm looking for. Draft strategies. Yes, different draft strategies for this season, and we're going to talk about some players we like, some players we don't. How are you guys doing? How are you guys uh, getting ready for this season? I'm doing just fine. I'll be honest. I have not been in the swing of things when it comes to fantasy football, but these last like three, four days, I've been doing a crash course trying to study so I can sound somewhat smart for the people out there. Yeah, I've been, uh, I have not been keeping up with the fantasy football side of things. Haven't listened to any podcasts. I still got to do some mock drafts before our first, uh, for our first draft, but yeah, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, I haven't been too much into it. Like, usually by now, I've done a couple of mock drafts. But listen to everything we say because we know what we're talking about, even though we don't know what we're talking about. But I think I'm going to stay away from mock drafts in general. I've been doing a lot of research just on overall ADPs on guys and um, what other people have said, what do they think. And, you know, I always keep up with the the trades and accusations, accusations, acquisitions of other uh, players on other teams. So, we'll talk I mean, about accusations. I mean, you got to keep up with those, too. Of course, yeah, yeah, especially with one guy. Um, But without further ado, I think we should just jump on into it. What are some of your guys' draft strategies going into the 2021 season here? Would anybody like to start? Mr. Amazon, go ahead. Oh, my bad. My bad. I was was looking at my phone. I mean, I think we we hammered it a lot last year, and it, it seemed to work out. You got to go running back heavy to start off with, especially with the amount of uh, – there's not a lot of workhorses out there, a lot of shared shared times in the backfield. So if you can go out and get a workhorse early at, at running back, you will be golden. And I'm not going to be the complete opposite. I think this year I'm going to try to do more running back-centric drafting. But, you know – I'm the tight end guy on the podcast, and I got to stick to it. There's really only one person, I think, out there that you really want to reach for, and I think that's Travis Kelsey. Yes, he's the best tight end in the league. Yes, there's certainly other really good to great tight ends you can get, but just being able to lock down that one position and knowing you're going to have however your your league works out, whether it's like a 5-point to 10, 20-point advantage every single week is always just a a refresher. And, yeah, you probably have to get them first round maybe second round if you're really lucky but i think if you're gonna go and reach for someone for a receiver don't go for a wide receiver go for travis kelsey maybe kittle and waller but i think those are maybe more second third round guys i was actually you know me i usually am tight ends later fuck it you could stream them and that this and that and i haven't won in a couple years and i think that is where i'm lacking is the inconsistency of the tight end position, like you said, Cheese, and not having a guy every week that's going to go out there and get you 10, 15 points, you know, week to week. There's wide receiver guys you can get later in the draft. So where you're like, you should reach for Kelsey and stuff like that. My opinion, what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably go out of my way to get either with three of those guys that you said, George Kittle, 
Darren Waller or Travis Kelsey super early, depending on where my draft position lies. You know, if I'm later in the first round, I'm going to fuck around and go get Travis Kelsey late in the first round. I just I feel like there's so much, um, like Tyler said, of, you know, sharing backfields with running backs and stuff like that. And then, like you said, with the wide receivers, that um, you can get, you know, there's more talent out there that you don't have to push for that. So getting one of those guys early, I feel is great. Now on what Tyler's saying, there's a elite group of running backs. And if you are one of the first like five draft picks, I think you're doing yourself a disservice by not getting guys like um, Derek Henry or like uh, Calvin well, Cook. Yeah. CMC. Yeah, CMC, yeah, all those guys. You're doing yourself a real disservice by not going out and getting them early if you have that draft position. But later on, I'm taking the approach of I need to get one of these big tight ends because that's just been a spot that's been severely lacking, at least for me, from what I've noticed. Yeah, and I also kind of say have a plan, you know, do your research, but also – don't be scared to deviate from the plan. If you are in a, a league where, you know, maybe someone will reach or there's someone who you didn't expect to be there, or you think, you know, maybe I'm reaching for this one person, but I know they're not going to be back around at the later draft, you know, just take them. Normally you can't lose your, you can't lose your league in a draft. A lot of the moves that are going to win you your league are going to be waiver wire pickups, you know, paying attention to what's going on. So for the most part, Obviously, you know, get the best players available, get the best people that'll fit your, you know, your league or whatever. But don't stress out too much about trying to, you know, have the perfect draft because you can always, you know, get waiver wires. And those are really what's going to save you your season. Yeah, I do like to stress that uh, that point that you made, though, about going um, out of your way to prepare yourself for the draft and to actually have a plan, because if you don't have a plan, then you get into late rounds and you kind of don't know where you're going because your early rounds weren't really planned out. You didn't have an idea of, you know, I've had this bite me in the ass before where I go in and I'm drafting kind of just some of the best players next available without a plan. And then I, you know, go look at my schedule and I've got guys, a lot of guys who are on same bye weeks or back to back bye weeks. And that really, really fucking hurts. Yeah, I, I would, I would, advise people to always be conscious of bye weeks because I know I know this year there are a lot of a lot of good teams, a lot of fantasy relevant players like week seven, week eight, week week nine bye weeks and it, it gets really clustered. So I would be I'd be cautious of that when you're drafting. And also we got 17 weeks now. So you know pay attention, talk to your your league managers and see exactly how everything shakes out because Maybe someone has a bye week during a playoff game or something like that. Who who knows? It's just crazy times. Are they are they doing bye weeks that way that late? I do not know. I haven't looked that up yet. I haven't got into that necessarily yet because of kind of just overall starting to play in the draft and I haven't looked at bye weeks too much. So I don't know if they're doing it that late. But yes, if if they haven't adjusted the schedule and say a lot of a lot of leagues on you know 16 game seasons we're doing their championships in week 15 which means the playoffs would start in what 13 to week 12 13 yeah depending on your league size depending how it's yeah depending how it's set up if that doesn't get adjusted or pushed either way like you could i think in in essence be in that situation 
I'm trying to look right now. I think I let's see. I see week 12. I see a week 13, week 14, Philly for, for buys. Yeah. I think the latest I see here is week 14. Yeah. New England, Philly. So they do go into week 14. So please. Could be. That's that. like yeah. opening week, opening uh, playoff games. I was yeah. going to say it could be, you know, Either either playoffs or you're trying you're fighting to get into contention, you know, right on the outskirts, trying to get in. All right. Well, um draft strategy. Let's see. I'm trying to think if I missed anything too. Um even though I mentioned going out of the way and getting a tight end, I am still probably going to be a running back heavy guy. Wide receivers come and go, and you can make moves on that. So yeah, if you guys don't have any other um strategies that you want to talk we could uh get into some of the guys we want to talk about well i I had a wild i just had a wild thought here you guys were a little more higher on tight ends would you be willing to flex a tight end like would you reach and sit like you said travis if, if you're sitting late first and you're looking at you know travis kelsey and you have a chance to get maybe a darren waller as your flex are you are you willing to take that gamble to kind of steal a tight end off the board as well? No. Is Taysom Hill still a tight end, Tyler? Hey man, don't talk about it. That's your, I looked hey. although although we got bad news about Tim Tebow today. I did look yesterday to see what Tim Tebow was designated as, and on the board that I saw, he was still designated as a quarterback. Oh, that would have been great. I mean, I that absolutely does. drafted him. <laughs> But that does absolutely nothing. I mean, did you see him? Did you see him get fucking absolutely shelled by all the blockers? Hey, come on, man! He was throwing great blocks out there. Loved it. Loved to and see his, his his teammate. You know, took a pass away from him. He was wide open. Tebow is going to turn up field and score on that pick. On that throw. he looked, he looked extremely slow. Extremely slow. It was pretty embarrassing. Well, you know, it's it's hard to run when you have God on your shoulders like that. Yep, that's it right there. Um. Yeah, no, so I wouldn't go – I would probably – well, that's what I said. I said running backs are still too much, too valuable. So, you know, I go tight end, and there's one of those other guys who are still up there. I've already got my guy that I'm locked in. I'm just worried – I'm solely worried about me because I've seen what the what the flex options are. And um, – sorry, not the flex options, but like the uh, waiver options are during the season. And because I've always been a guy who drafts tight ends really late because I just never saw the importance in that. But I think more than ever, I need that consistent, those consistent points in, in that position. So I'm, you know, I'm not worried about flex. I can always flex somebody in there. There's tons of wide receivers and um, quite a few running backs, backups. If somebody gets hurt, especially a 17 week season, we're looking at guys who may be taking time off. I know it sounds like not much because it's just one more game, but, off of COVID season, um, going back to, I think they had full like OTAs and full, you know, practice going into training and training camp and stuff like that. A lot of guys can be worn out having a, a handcuff of one of your strong running backs to be able to flex. That would be something I'm more looking forward than having two of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah, and then, I mean, once someone takes Kelsey in that first, early, second round, Waller and Kittle are probably going to get off the board quite quickly. And you're probably, if you if you are the one to take Kelsey, you're probably not going to be able to swing around and then get Waller or Kittle in your second or third round, probably. Yeah, people are going to start to panic. Yeah, people will panic. And then you just want to, you want to address your other 
your other positions as well. You you don't want to you don't want to just go right off the back and grab two tight ends. It's, I mean, fuck if it works, I might eat crow, but you know, I don't think it does. And then you're handcuffing yourself because if you're going to get like what a third, fourth round running back as your RB two, and the running back position is not very great at the moment. But one thing I would say just to bring up real quick because I think another a position to reach at possibly, especially like in the CTE league that we play in the quarterbacks are just so valuable. And I think any league really right now, the way that the football is being played is I think you could reach a little bit more in a quarterback than what you would, you know, normally like, yeah, Patrick Bowen's probably going to go really early, but uh, you know, like the top tier guys, Brady Rogers, Prescott, maybe Watson, but we'll talk about him. You know, those guys, yeah, Josh Allen, you know, those guys, I think you can get, you know, third, fourth round, maybe even second round, probably not that early, but because then there's like a steep drop off from like the first five guys to, you know, after that. So, you know, being once again, kind of locking in that one position. And I think there's also some good uh, like later round quarterbacks you could grab as a handcuff, whether it be like one of the rookies or, you know, maybe someone that I'll put on my, my list that I, I, I like. That- I think there is a lot of late round quarterbacks who are, who are, you know, high draft um, outcomes for this season. Well, if you don't have anything else, I say we get into it here with some of the players. Um, you want to start with bust or you want to start with some of our stand the guys we think are going to be standouts. Any start opinion? The neg- let's start with the negativity. Let's All right. Let's positive. start with some of our busts. I'm going to start with Ty and then we'll go cheese and then I'll round it out here at the end and we'll just do one at a time and then we'll circle back around. All right. You guys both got three, right? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Ty, go ahead and let's kick see. us off. Who do I want to start with? All right. Um, Danny Dimes. I think Danny Dimes had a had a decent year last year, but he is going to have a significant drop-off. Uh, Saquon returns, so I think they're going to be looking to run the ball, put the ball through his hands more often, and – I think he's just uh, he. They brought in Kenny Galladay, who I don't think is is gonna fit in too well over there, and I just don't see I don't see the magic returning. Yeah, I mean, there's so much talent on that Giants offense, but for the most part, I'll I mean, except for Saquon, but I also on my list, you know, I'll just jump right into it. I kind of have Saquon as kind of someone who I'm maybe staying away from, you know, kind of it's all, you know, Saquon's a really good running back, but the issue is, is health. And it all just depends on where you're at in the draft. I'm not reaching for him. If I'm in the top five, I'm not getting him that early. He, you know, for his like what rookie season, he was really, really good. And then he's been hurt a lot and who he's not exactly, you know, destined to start week one. He might get held off and he might get eased into the system and so, you know, he's a big time name. People are going to want to get him. But for me, if I'm top six, I think I'm staying away from him. But then it also comes like, I'll ask Travis, you're in that eight, nine pick. And you said you're looking at trying to get Kelsey. Are you getting Saquon if he falls that low? Or are you going to, you know, go get, go get your boy Kelsey? Um, see, that depends on if the top guys that you think are going to go, go. So, like, if Saquon's the best available running back and then it's, you know, Travis Kelsey, this year I'm probably going to go Travis Kelsey because i got another guy I'd rather get on the back end now. But I don't even – I did. I was trying to look at Daniel Jones and see what his average draft 
uh, position is, but I can't even fucking find it on this list. It's so insane. I don't know if I would exactly consider him a bust because I think, like, I think this is what kind of Travis is getting at. You're not getting him like that early. I don't even know if he's being drafted in a lot of leagues, honestly. Like, yeah, you have Kenny Galladay added to the mix, but there's, I think there's so much, so many better quarterbacks out there. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say he's a top 15 quarterback. This, so this list I have right here is uh, all the top 30 quarterbacks that are drafted. You know, this is a, uh, amongst all the platforms um, that you could draft from. And Daniel Jones isn't even in this top 30 list. The, the, he, one, I, the one I got, the ADP said he was about 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's in the 16th round. That's deep. Yeah, that's, that's pretty really deep. deep. So, I mean, I think at that position, if you're that low and you're getting a guy like Daniel Jones, you're definitely already taking him as a flyer. So I don't see an issue with that. Saquon, if he leaks into the second round, I'll probably go for him. If I can get – I have another couple guys that I'm eyeing because the leagues that we play in are mostly PPR. So I've got guys who are ranked higher based on PPR numbers. Saquon, definitely lower. But um, I'll talk about my first guy. My first guy is Kyle Pitts, Atlanta's uh, rookie tight end just drafted in the first round this year. He's ADP is going about the fourth round. Sorry. Yeah. Fourth round, six pick. You know, he's a rookie, and I get that he's probably one of the most athletic guys that came out of this draft. But with what's going on in Atlanta, we just have no idea what Matty Ice exactly has. We've seen, you know, the wide receivers over there have a tough time getting consistent numbers. And he's going into the NFL. No matter how athletic and how good he is, most rookies have a drop-off from what they're expected going. I mean, can we name any rookies that were fantasy must-starts from the first season? James Robinson. Yeah, I mean, that was – but he he kind of lucked into that role. He was – going into the season, he wasn't really a must-start. It was kind of like – He was drafted super low. He was a high upside. Yeah. My point is that – I think fourth, Travis just heard about CEH still. <laughs> I'm very – yeah, I was very upset about that. But, I mean, even guys like Saquon and stuff like that. Saquon was really fucking good. The problem is is where these guys are being drafted at. And for him as a tight end, fourth round, six – pick uh you know average i don't think that's i think that's too high to get him if you get him later then maybe but i think at that high of a pick he's a bust for sure yeah i mean i'm really high on kyle pitts i think he could honestly be the best person out of this draft i mean you know everyone's looking at the quarterbacks but i i think kyle pitts does have a an opportunity to possibly win rookie of the year if he really does ball out but that's a really big if and I, it's kind of like a, a real football thing, the fantasy football thing. Like, I think he's a really good player. I think he's going to do well this season. But as you said, as a fourth-round pick, I don't think I have that much confidence in him to to waste on him. But, you know, it, 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 the, the tight end position is just so lean at the moment that would I rather get a, a wide receiver two or would I rather get Kyle Pitts? I mean, I might I might just lean to Pitts just for the upside. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it more falls on I, – I, I don't – I'm not worried about Kyle Pitts' talent. It's more of like, like Travis said, what is Matty Ice going to do? And how is that offensive line going to hold up? You know that, you know, that defense is going to give up a lot of points and they're going to be airing the ball out a lot, but can, can Matt Ryan perform and get him the ball? 
And what's going on with that organization? I mean, they got a new head coach and stuff like that. So how is that all going to affect his numbers on the field for fantasy wise? I do agree. I think he'll be a great football player in general. Um, All right. My second guy, this one, Tyler Lockett out of Seattle. He's 80. His ADP is at about five. So about the fifth round. Uh, just what we saw out of last year, the inconsistency coming from him, the the major boomer bust. I feel like the fifth round is just too high to get him. DK has obviously proven that he's the number one target for Russell Wilson, and then um, they're going to get a healthy Chris Carson back. And we know we know how Pete Carroll loves to uh, run the ball over there. So Tyler Lockett would be a bust for me. Yeah, that was a problem because I've had him multiple years on my fantasy team, and I still went out and got him last year, probably earlier, and he ended up just being a bust for how early I got him because DK stood out as the number one guy. And, you know, I didn't think that was going to happen. I think it was – I thought it was going to be more of a slot guy, and Lockett was going to slide into this step as a um, more of like a Wells Welker type, a little over-the-middle threat, and it just didn't work out that way. So – and I don't see things getting better for him. So at that ADP, he's definitely going to bust for anybody. But people still have faith. That's I mean, and that's a, that's the thing too is like Russell Wilson's numbers in that offense is always so good that those guys are always going to be drafted high. I just think there's better guys out there who are going to be more week to week efficient. Tyler Lockett has big like a really high ceiling on weeks that he goes off. But good luck catching that. Yeah, it's a big name, so people are probably going to reach for him. And I, you know, I think there's so much good, like young talent that maybe some of the more casual uh, fans aren't going to know about. And I'd rather go after one of those people than go after Tyler Lockett, who is definitely the number two guy in that system. DK Metcalf is an absolute beast, and he might just take another step up. And the Seattle Seahawks, they they always want to run the ball. Now, Chris Carson, I think, is a guy to, that gets undervalued, and as long as he stays healthy, I think he, he's a a really good running back, but you know, I got to agree with Tyler that Tyler Lockett, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that people are going to get, they're going to fall in love with just because of the name. Do we think with the off season shenanigans and stuff that went on between the Hawks and Russell Wilson, that the game plan will be changed to kind of let him I mean, all last season at the beginning, it was let Russ cook. And then that was really fucking hot. And then started to cool off teams started to beat them. So they had to go back to this, you know, you know, more run game, more what Pete Carroll wants to do. And, you know, Russ Wilson has issues in the off season. Does that come back to play? I'm, I'm really, I'm so strange about the situation because I just don't know. I don't know at this point. Yeah. I think, I think they do kind of go back to, to the ground and pound game. Like you said, with, with everything that happened and, and the un not being on the same page, the Seahawks and, and Russell Wilson, I think, I think they put it back into Pete Carroll's hands. All right. Sticking with some, some big name wide receivers that I don't like, I'm going to go with one that is near and dear to Tyler's heart. And that's Michael Thomas. He's hey, bro. I think there, there's, there's some, some issues, some drama going on between him and the saints. You know, he's crypt, he's, you know, cryptically tweeting stuff. He should have got his foot surgery like in January, but he waited all the way until July, and now he's going to miss the first six weeks of the season. I was going to say, he's doing exactly what he did last year. He's going to miss the he's going to miss the first few weeks, and then it's going to turn into fucking ten weeks later. And he's slipping. I mean, his ADP is nowhere near what it was going to be at last year. He's around like, you know, the 53rd pick. And so, 
you know, people might think that's like a steal, but there's no guarantee he's going to be back after week, I think eight, because they have a week seven bye. So I I mean, Michael Thomas, once again, you know, big name, maybe people will reach just because he's fallen so far, but I think it's because the smarter people are going to stay away from him. Yeah, I, I agree. There's a lot of shenanigans going on with him and that Saints organization. I don't think either side did any of the right things for each other. Um, and I I don't know if he'll be there. That's going to be a really strange thing to watch. In the quarterback situation, we just don't know what it's going to look like. We're, I think it's they're leaning towards Taysom Hill being the guy. And I think really the only like go-to draftable person in that offense is Alvin Kamara. And then after that, it's a toss-up. Yeah, this is a problem because uh, Sean Payton is a fucking idiot because he's got one of the best quarterbacks in the game. I was going to say, I was going to say, Michael Thomas would actually put, I think, I think Michael Thomas plays if Jameis Winston plays. I think they need to go out and get a crab boil together. You know what I'm saying? Because those guys, those guys on the same offense, it would be scary. It'd be like when, when Jameis Winston was throwing to Mike Evans, it it would be that level of fantasy relevance. Oh yeah, for sure. He can see now guys. Everybody remember he can see. Um, I'm going to cheat here a little bit because my next, players is both Buffalo Bills running backs. Um, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary. Um, Zach Moss is going at seventh round, second pick, and Devin Singletary seems to be going around the ninth uh, round, second pick as well. Um, Problem here is, like we've seen in years past, there's no touchdown upside for these guys because they get into the red zone and Josh Allen – runs it in a whole lot of times. So, you know, take that as you will. If you're in, I I mean, we've seen them air it out a lot last year too. They didn't run the whole ball a whole lot. I just, I would like to stay as far away from these guys as possible. There's other options out there. I mean, I think Zach Moss may get more, maybe PBR points, but at the point where, where he's being drafted, I, I don't know. I think they're going to be huge busts. That offense is around Josh Allen and those wide receivers. I think at like the seventh round, I mean, you're you're you already have all your starters pretty much in lock. I think Zach Moss is probably the better option to go to. And if one of those guys goes down, yeah, you know, Josh Allen will snipe some maybe some rushing touchdowns in the in the end in the red zone. But I mean, I think at that price, I I you know. If one of them goes down, you have a starting a starting running back that you're getting the seventh round, and I, you know, I think that's a, a pretty good value, honestly. I, the best runner on that team is Josh Allen, so I think I think I'm lying more with Travis on this to where I think those guys for for set what you say seventh and and tenth round or something like seventh and ninth seventh round, and ninth yeah I think those guys you know after week one if somebody does grab them seventh and ninth round they end up on the waiver wire and you get them, you, you can get them off the waiver wire. If somebody, if, if, if something happens to an injury or something like that, you don't have to use a higher draft pick on them. Yeah. I mean, if you're and this may be biased because of uh, some of the techniques that I'm employing, you know, and Tyler is, we talked about going heavy running back, heavy tight or, you know, solo tight end early, heavy running back for me, you know, I should have running backs pretty much locked up by here. And honestly, if I'm looking for a backup with high upside, I'm going to get somebody later who has more upside than these guys. 
I mean, I think another one to look out for maybe really late is James Robinson. I think he, yeah, he's a guy, he, you know, you got Travis and N- whatever his name is. He's going to go, you know, he's going to be the bigger name. He's probably going to go before Robinson. But once again, if, if Travis goes down Robinson, we saw what he did last year. He can step right up. And I think he's going to be utilized more in the passing offense and the way that that Jacksonville defense is trash. And I, I like the Jacksonville offense this year. I think there's going to be a lot of viable options over there. You know, James Robinson, I think is a, a late round guy could be a, a steal as he was last year. I mean, Robinson's the proven one. He's he's shown what he can do in in the NFL. So I think they they rely on him early too. So he could be you know good if you if you're waiting if you take a flyer on a rookie and maybe they're not getting in the first few games. James Robinson, I feel like is is Jacksonville's go to at the beginning, and then I think they're going to try and work NTN in kind of later into the season. Who's NT? They just Jacksonville just drafted him. You get it? No. Because it sounds like anti. All right. Who's next? Fuck you. That was that was bad. Is this me? Is it my turn? No. I just did Buffalo Bills running backs. Tyler, it's your turn. Uh, it's my turn. Uh this one kind of hits. I was I was high on him last year as a rookie, but uh Jonathan Taylor, who has an ADP of about he's usually going in the first round. I think he's gonna have a down year this year with Marlon Mack coming back off of an ACL, the ACL injury, and you still have Naheem Hines over there. And we even saw last year, even though he was getting, you know, he was getting, putting up good numbers, he wasn't getting the majority workload still. He was still splitting touches between uh, other guys. So I could see, I could see them doing the same thing this year. And I know uh, Frank Reich over there really likes, uh, um, Marlon Mack, so I can see them going back to relying on Marlon Mack. Yeah, but with the issue with Carson Wentz's uh, toe, that's the problem I see, is that them going to a steady run game to try and keep their offense um, or keep the other team's offense off the field as much as possible. So in that event, if they implore that strategy, do you think any of those guys are viable to draft? Oh. I 100% think they're viable to draft, but I just don't think I'm going to go out of my way and get Jonathan Taylor in the first round, being as, say say they do employ that and each guy gets about 12 touches. Do you want your, your RB1, the guy you drafted at RB1, to only get 12 touches? Like I, well, I just I, wanted somebody, to get your opinion on it. No, I know. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> that's for the people. I wasn't like trying to direct that at you. No, and, I know. That was my my way of phrasing it. Tyler, let me tell you right now, that was great analysis. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I agree with you, Tyler. I mean, kind of that late first, early second, as we've, you know, kind of hammered down on this podcast. I think I'm taking Travis Kelsey if he's still there over, you know, one of those later round, first round guys, because it, it's just a question mark. And we don't exactly know what that backfield's going to look like. Marlon Mack, you know, he, he was he was doing fine. And then the Achilles injury happens and now we, we just don't really know what that backfield will look like, but we know Travis Kelsey, as long as he stays healthy, is Patrick Mahomes' favorite option, and that's always a good thing. Most of man. Mm-hmm. So uh, my last one on my bust, it's kind of like uh, Tyler's Daniel Jones. I'm, I got Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, big name. People are going to, you know, he threw whatever 500 yards in that, that loss to the Cleveland Browns. But I, I just don't like – I just don't like that uh, – you know, the passing offense of 
Ben Roethlisberger. I think there's some viable receivers. I think, you know, uh, Johnson's a good one. You know, Claypool, Juju, it all just kind of depends exactly where you can draft him at. But, you know, a lot of his stuff is going to be kind of dink and dunk. And if we go, if we wait a little bit, I, there's someone else on that Pittsburgh offense that I, I like a whole lot. A little bit more Don't than you fucking um, do it, cheese. Don't you fucking do it. I mean, you know, Tyler, you do have first, you do have first dibs. So, you know, you can just, you can steal it if you want. It's, it's fun. I would, I wouldn't do that to you, but uh, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. I, once again, as I kind of said, I think there's much better late round options. Yeah. Than him. Ben, so Ben's ADP looks like he's going somewhere in the 13th round average, um, which is late, late. Um, but I do agree with you. There are better late round options with higher upside. For sure. like, like, like she said, I know his a, his ADP is down, but I think he does go higher than that thirteenth round based off name recognition. Because mm. there's always those people in the league that are just like, "Hey, I know Big Ben's name. I know Ben Roethlisberger. Let me draft." Yeah, him. or there's guys like Jared Fast in your league. Shout just, out Jared Fast. Draft all the Steeler players. <laughs> I'm I'm much more uh, higher on drafting. You know, one of the rookies that late, even if Trey Lance or Justin Fields isn't technically a starter. I think Justin Fields is probably going to play for the Chicago Bears. And if you're one of the people who got, you know, a Jared Goff, Matt Stafford, a little later of those mid-tier quarterbacks, you know, taking a flyer, one of those guys as possibly a replacement later in the season, I think is a much more better option than Big Ben. Yeah, for sure. All right. My last uh, player here is going to be Antonio Brown, Tampa Bay receiver. He's being drafted at eighth round, eighth pick usually. It shocked me when I looked up this ADP. So the average is 8-8, eight, eight, but the there was such a huge gap space in between his highest pick and his lowest pick. He's being drafted as high as the fourth round and as low as the 10th. And I just can't believe that people are, you know, this dumb. I don't trust crazy people. This man's crazy. This guy's also like the number three receiver on the team. I get what he did last year when they brought him in late. I think that was more just to keep him happy. And I think now that he's got a Super Bowl and Tom Brady don't really need to keep him happy that much anymore. He's got guys, Chris Godwin and um, and Mike Evans should be healthy. So I, I don't see the purpose of drafting him at all. There's a lot like of everybody to, agrees with me. I mean, there's 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 a lot of mouths to feed, and I think Mike Evans is kind of the for sure guy you want out of that Tampa Bay offense. Tom Brady, he's he's gonna be fine. I think Tom Brady's gonna have another fantastic season. You got the running backs over there, you know, Jones and Fournette, and now uh, so, someone else is is over there in the backfield now. That's probably gonna steal some touches. But uh, I mean, Antonio Brown, eighth round, maybe may a little bit too rich. But honestly, I think I wouldn't be shocked if Antonio Brown's the number two guy in terms of just points. Yeah, I just I, I the target share. I don't even know if I want to touch a, a Tampa Bay wide receiver this year. Like I know Brady's going to air the ball out, but he he was finding who the fuck who was the little white dude that he kept fucking hitting last year too. I can't Scott, I can't Scotty think of his name. Scotty, Scotty Miller. Miller. He was finding guys like Scotty Miller for two touchdowns. You know, I, I thought that name was too white, but apparently I was right. No, that was right on. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm very like. I'm very scared of, of going out there and trying to grab a Mike Evans and a, and a Chris Godwin, just cause 
our expectations are high knowing it's a Brady led offense and they're just what we saw last year, a lot of disappointment coming out of them. So, and I think Antonio Brown is, is just another bystander of that. You know, he's going to have the same, same situation as Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Remember how dark his penis was? Damn, dude. You know, I try to get the image out of my head, and then you just keep <laughs> bringing it back around. I will. There's a couple things I will never forget. <laughs> One, the Westing game. Two, 9-11. And three, Antonio Brown's dark dick. God damn. All right, well. I think that's good. I, a lot of good uh, opinions there on the buzz segment. Let's go to the standout section. Let's talk about some of the standouts we like. Did I'm you do that? Wait a second. On. Did you do that on purpose? Did you what? end the buzz segment with Antonio <laughs> Brown on purpose? <laughs> I, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I wanted to go last because literally the only note I really wrote down on my note sheet here was Antonio Brown. I wrote his ADP and then I wrote, come on, really? And but then, then you I put, didn't come even... on, really? Are you? Uh, what are you doing? Uh, this is all Just incidental. Stop it. It's all incidental. The only thing I meant to do was end with like, like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, after a bunch of serious talk, I didn't even realize all the penis jokes. But we'll go on. Let's go on to the standouts. And this time, I'm going to kick it to Cheese to start it off. <laughs> Just throwing me off. I was going to, you know, I definitely have everyone's. ADP right in front of me. Okay, but Tyler, it, start it. Okay, fine. Tyler doesn't no, really care about no, his ADPs. No, cheese, cheese, go ahead. Look at you gave him the sad face. Okay, so anyways, I'm going to start it off with the wide receivers. Uh, we got a Cowboys. I think Dak Prescott, he is going, as, I mean, as long as the shoulder heals up, and it looks like that's probably a, a little minor issue that'll be cleaned up. I think that offense is going to just be right back where it left off in those couple weeks where Dak was on track to throw for 7,000 yards, and I would think that uh, Mari Cooper would be the first receiver taken out of that core, but the person I'm really looking at is C.D. Lamb. I really liked him last year as a rookie coming out, and I think he definitely did impress. He was he showed that he was had a good connection with Dak early on. He still was able to produce later, but obviously, you know, the revolving door of uh, Cowboys quarterbacks, he wasn't able to really get to the the level I thought he could be at. But hopefully, with Dak healthy. The entire season, I think C.D. Lamb is a, a viable steal where you can draft him as a, a wide receiver two, but get him and he can produce at a wide receiver one level. I'm going to just cut in here um, because I have Dak Prescott as one of my players on here. Um, his ADP is around the fourth round, late in the fourth round, 12th pick usually. Um, like you talked about the injury, I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. I think he's going to bounce right back through the first four games that he played. The fifth game was the one he got injured. Through the first four games, he averaged 30.55 fantasy points. I mean, that's that's average. Depending on your league, that could be way different. Um, he had three games with over 450 yards and eight touchdowns. It's just absolute crazy numbers. I think Dak Prescott will be the highest-scoring fantasy quarterback this season. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Dak Prescott is going to – as long as he is – Back to 100%, I think he will perform very well. And I do like C.D. Lamb as, as, you know, drafted as a wide, or two, wide receiver two with that wide receiver one upside. I, some people some people have told me, I have heard this, that Dak Prescott will get benched by the season's end. Yeah, I've been told. Who, yeah, I think I know who the fuck told you that. By, oh, my God. 
Oh, that's just that's frustrating. But Ty, since I cut you off, why don't yeah, you no, just I'll, keep I'll go into your pick? So mine, mine is kind of a a later later round fly. You know, Curtis Samuel. He's got an ADP of about the eleventh round, but he has Ryan Fitzmagic as his quarterback, and we know what Fitzmagic likes to do. He likes to air the ball out. Scary Terry. I didn't want to put Scary Terry because he's already getting drafted high and. We know what Scary Terry can do, but Curtis Samuel showed good promise with who 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 quarter was it Teddy Bridgewater uh, yes. as his quarterback last year. Yes. Imagine what he could do with somebody like Fitzmagic who will really air the ball out. To be like Travis, I'm going to cut you off because I have Fitzpatrick as a guy that I love. Yeah, I think he's one this. of those. This is, this is working out great. They're all tying into each other. I, I think he's one of those guys that you can take him, you know, pretty late and you know, late in your draft, and he will be able to, you know, produce enough. It all, you know, obviously just depends on what your league thing is at, but he just throws the ball so much, and he's, you know, for better or for worse, he he's going to probably throw some interceptions as well. But you know, pair him up with Scary Terry or Terry McScorn, as some people like to call him. You know, I think, you know, Terry is going to have probably his best year because he has his best quarterback he's ever played with. So, you know, I like the Washington defense. I like the Washington offense, too. For sure. For sure. Um, my next guy I will mention is going to be Robbie Anderson. Um, he's wide receiver one right now for Carolina. He's going average eight round fifth pick. Um, but on the low end, he's going in the 10th round, which is unbelievable, I think, for a guy who's – I mean, what, who's the other guy over there? DJ Moore. Some people say, like, DJ Moore is, is the wide receiver one. Robbie Anderson came over to be the one, the wide receiver one. I think he's the guy. I think uh, Sam Darnold actually is a lot better than what he showed for New York. I like what um, – um, I like what the program they're building over there right now with the new head coach, and I can't think of his name. Fuck me. Should've I almost said, I almost said Riverboat Ron, but Riverboat that's Ron, right. no, that's, that's not right. To go. That's not right. God, um, what's his name? Let's see. Let's Fuck. see if I can find it. Anyways, um, that with McCaffrey going to be healthy, hopefully all season. Matt Rule. That, what's up? Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Thank you very much. Um, McCaffrey being healthy, that should open up things downfield where Robbie Anderson is super dangerous as long as the offensive line holds up and Sam Darnold does his job that I think he can do at, at that low of a draft pick. Robbie Anderson is going to be a late-round steal. Late-round steal. I like it. All right, I'm going with another wide receiver here, this time out of Cincinnati, T. Higgins. He's his ADP is at about the sixth round. So he's getting drafted at a wide receiver too, but he showed last year when Joe Burrow was healthy, that he was the number one target. Those guys had a great connection. And I think that's going to continue this year. I am weary about this because they drafted, of course, Jamar chase. Now I think that what I said earlier about um, what's his name in Atlanta I'm terrible with names right now. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. I think it stands true with Jamar Chase. I think he's still going to have a rough time. So I think T. Higgins is an option. But if that connection really pops off, T. Higgins is not going to help you down the road. That's the issue I see. And with Joe Burrow's knee injury, there's reports coming out that, you know, he's not looking the best in camp. 
He's even kind of talked about how he's got to get over the mental aspect of everything. So we've seen that with Carson Wentz. You know, he hasn't been the same as his knee injury. Hopefully it's not the exact same, but, you know, I, I hope in Joe Burrow can will be really good, but that offensive line is just is atrocious. And that's probably going to hurt them, even though the defense is terrible as well. So they're going to have to throw a lot, but it kind of scares me. Yeah. Carson Wentz has been right since he came out of the womb. He's like a shitty version of Larry Bird. I mean, that but, I don't know what that means, but that's also an insult to Larry Bird. Yeah, what? No, 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 no. They're like, they're both weird fucking characters. They're like, they try and be normal people, but like, you know, Larry Bird was Larry Bird and um, Carson Wentz was, um, Carson Wentz tries to be this normal fucking guy. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't stand out. He was once great. Now they both got hurt and never got right. Larry Bird fucking hurt his back paving his mother's fucking driveway but this is why i say he's shitty version of larry bird larry bird was able to tough through it for you know a few more seasons won a championship and continue to be great where carson wentz is never going to be great again kind of like america afghanistan all right right. (laughs) wrong podcast i'm feeling loose out here i'm feeling loose sorry Oh, I forgot where we're at. Where are we at? Is it my turn? No. Is it my who turn? Just, who just went? Who are we talking about? We're talking about. Was it talking about Curtis? We're talking about Curtis Samuel. Got then, so lost. And then we talked about Matt Rule, and then you talked about T Higgins. So I think it's my turn. Okay, yes. so was it? Well, this was. <laughs> so we went from T Higgins to make America, America Afghanistan. Again. No, no, no. I ended with Afghanistan. Oh, remember? sorry. I ended with Afghanistan. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a tangent right there. Let's reel it on back in. I'm going to go with running back. I said I didn't like Ben Roethlisberger from the Steelers, but I like the running back for the Steelers. Najee Harris, Antioch's finest from Alabama. He's going around a 16th, uh, his ADP. So, you know, if you got that, what, you know, later, was it like what? 16th pick, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, if you have like the what, fourth you know, fourth, fifth pick. So if you're able to get like a Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, pair him with this guy, you know, you're what I think your running backs would be set. I, you know, Najee Harris, they want to, I mean, in past the Steelers running backs is always going to be someone, you know, whoever it is that you're going to want to stay away from. But I think you you draft this guy and whatever the first, second round, he, they're going to want to feed him the ball and they're going to want to make him the featured back. And I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be Le'Veon Bell or Jerome Bettis, but he could be. So I think where he's getting, you know, get him kind of like CeeDee Lamb. You're going to draft him running back too. He could have RB1 potential. So I think that's a, I think out of all the rookie class, I think he probably has the most consistent base and he's getting drafted high, but he is somebody I would pair with like one of my Travis Kelsey picks only because of the Steelers um, offensive line. A couple of guys um, retiring and injuries. They've had a soft offensive line. Ben being old, not being able to move as much. The ball's not going to get downfield. I think he's going to get a lot of, um, they're going to try and keep the ball out of Ben's hand one, and then he'll he'll have a lot of uh, play in the passing game as well. So I think that's why he's got so much upside, even as a rookie. Yeah, I was gonna say they Mike Tom, Mike Tomlin has been looking for a feature back for a long time, and ever since Le'Veon was in his his heyday and then uh like you were saying big ben he's just he's he's gonna be dinking and dunking he's gonna look like philip rivers out there sorry i made a bunch of noise I accidentally hit my mic i'm so unprofessional this is ridiculous okay. 
she's gonna fire me from the podcast uh, now. Now I have to I'm edit sorry. it all out, and you know, Jesus I just do so Christ. much work. You just, you just hate to see it. Jesus Christ! I do have a mute button now, so I've been trying to use it more with my heavy breathing and my burps and farts and stuff like that. But my last guy, I want to mention here. Can we? Can you guys take a guess? No, I have no idea. You guys can't take a guess. It's Brandon Ayuk from the San Francisco 49ers. That's 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 so crazy. That's, <laughs> I never saw that coming. <laughs> he still has a really low ADP going around the uh, middle of the sixth round. Um, let me let me show you some numbers real quick. All right, let me put the numbies out there. All right. Last season, games with eight plus targets, he scored 10 plus points. Right? So, I mean, as long as he gets those eight targets, 10 points. Now, he had the uh, unfortunate situation of having to deal with a fuck ton of different shitbag fucking quarterbacks because Jimmy G can't stay on the field. So, I think with having Trey Lance there, he looks good. And, um, and Jimmy G healthy, either way, he's going to have a tight quarterback to get him the ball i think they saw the potential in him last year as a playmaker i think he gets the ball more than eight times a game i think he puts up those consistent numbers that you want as a wide receiver too brandon Ayuk. i know we gave you shit last year for it but you know jimmy g was out for the you know the entirety of the season pretty much so i'm not gonna hate on it too much and you know bonus one i like trey sermon the backup running back for the 49ers uh, Raheem Mostert is healthy for now, but with a 17 game season, that's not always a, a cert- that's definitely not a certainty. He's probably going to miss some games and no matter who they put back there, they produce. And if you can get sermon, you know, very late in the, in your draft, you know, he's definitely a guy you can plug in as a flex or, you know, wider, you know, running back wherever, if Mostert goes down where he probably will. There you go. I like a uh, Tyler Higby out of LA with uh, Matt Stafford now being at, at the helm over there. We know Stafford likes to sling the ball a little bit. So he's getting drafted at like the 10th round right now. And like we talked about tight ends are, are hard to come by. And if, if we really want to go and try and play the waivers at the end, it, it gets tough. Tyler Higby can be a guy that you can get kind of in like the ninth or 10th round that could, it's, he's going to get a lot of targets. I think a later round tight end too that you want to eye is uh, Robert Tanyan with Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers back for sure. He likes to throw to him. He gets a lot, uh, you know, I think average like at least one touchdown every two weeks. That's pretty good average for somebody that you're going to get late, in my opinion. Austin Eckler did say that Jared Cook has been impressed. He's impressed with them at camp. So maybe Jared Cook, kind of a bigger name, maybe goes a little earlier, but. I think he's another guy if you're going to get a later tight end. Real uh, so, quick. Oh, uh, sorry, I, I just had one more wide receiver. If anybody, oh, okay. Uh, Russell Gage with uh, Julio stepping away from or getting tr- uh, dealt to Tennessee. Calvin Ridley is going to step up to that one spot and Russell Gage is going to fit beautifully into that two spot, kind of in the same way we saw Calvin Ridley when Julio was there. And I but think- I think that's where Cheese is mentioning um, Mr. Uh, Jamar Chase, right? No, this is uh, Kyle this Pitts. Is, sorry, uh, yeah, sorry. Kyle this Pitts. is why the, where he's mentioning Kyle Pitts. I think Cheese is on the side that he thinks Kyle Pitts will slide into another number two as a talented tight end. Can I exactly? Is that, is that correct? Kyle Cheese? Pitts, rookie of the year, baby. Damn, love to see it. I um, so. okay, cool. 
any other names you guys want to throw out there? I I don't have any more information pulled up on any of my guys. Trevor Lawrence, big name, big rookie, probably starting. What do you see him at? Well, I don't, I don't, I mean, that defense will be bad. They're going to throw the ball a lot. I don't know what Urban Meyer's offense is going to look like. That's the issue I see. I don't care how how bad the defense is. Who who did they add? Who are his weapons over there now? I know he still has DJ Chark. LaVishka Chenault. LaVishka Chenault. Well, I mean, I'm talking weapons here. She's not, you know. Hey, they, don't hate on LaVishka Chenault. I'm going to hate on him. Didn't they draft one of his wide receivers from Clemson? They drafted. Oh, they picked. They brought in Marvin Jones Jr. That's who I was thinking of. So, I mean, he's got he's got some he's got some guys over there. They drafted his his wide receiver from Clemson in the second round, correct? Maybe well, one of his guys. Maybe I'm tripping. I'm trying, that was the running back, to... Travis Entiani. That was the running back. Okay, that was my auntie. Sorry, my bad. I forgot. You know, I'm the I'm the uh, the college guy over here. Exactly. Jesus College. Yeah, Devontae Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, going. To Philly, Jalen Hurts, they're saying, you know, maybe it's a quarterback competition, but I think Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter there and having a, a viable receiver should be a good option. But, you know, a 170-pound wide receiver in the NFL, we've never really seen that work out too well. And the problem is, is they replaced the Doug Peterson with even bigger fucking shithead over there. That guy's an idiot, so. I don't even – and I'm not even going to try and act like I remember his name. I don't know his name. I watched his press conference – and he was just all over the place. I mean, it's worse than me when I can't get words out on this podcast. Nick Sirianni? Yeah, that fucks stick. Yeah. All right, real quick. I wanted to just ask you a general question, right? So, on average, the top running backs, excuse me, who are going early in the first round, CMC, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, and then Saquon Barkley. We'll throw him into this mix here. Um, actually, we already talked about Saquon, so I won't. So those are the seven guys who are usually drafted above everybody else as running backs in the draft. Is there anything that would make you um, edit that list, or who do, do you take anybody above the other? Um, what are some of your opinions on these guys for guys who get you know early first-round picks? So CMC coming back from injury, never missed a game really or a practice at all before this major injury. You know, maybe people will get scared of him at the 1-1, and I can see that, but I, I still think he, he's the 1-1. I think he's, you know, the number one pick, and I really like that Carolina offense, you know, having Sam Darnold, you know, feeding him the ball on a little dump off, running the ball. I, I mean, I, I don't know how you guys feel about his injury, but I still think CMC is 1-1. I'm with you. I'm CMC. If I if I have a chance at first pick, I think, I think you're dumb not to take CMC. Just – from what he's sh- what he's already proven in the league, especially fantasy wise, he's a PPR king. Um, but right behind him, I think a guy who always kind kind of seems to fall in the first round for some reason, but should be, you know, one two, Derrick Henry. I mean, after what Derrick Henry did last season, I would be very shocked if he makes it past the top three, in, in every single draft. Yeah, in a non-PBR scenario, I would be taking Derrick Henry higher than CMC. Just because, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm not too worried about the injury. I'm sure CMC is going to have tons of playtime and all that stuff. But the consistency of Derrick Henry running the ball 
It's just like fucking clockwork. And without the points per reception to help CMC, I think Derek Henry's upside is much better. But like Aaron Jones on this list is really low. And I think they're going to want to try and get him involved in the offense more. Uh, like Ezekiel Elliott at number five still, I think he'll bounce back from last year, but he had a ton of fumbles and stuff like that. He looked out of shape. He had a real rough time. And if that defense in Dallas is still as bad as it was last year, they're going to have to throw the ball. That's why I said, um, you know, Dak Prescott would be the number one fantasy point score in the, you know, in the NFL as quarterback this year. But that's my opinion. So. But now with Dak in there, you know, the defenders aren't going to load the box up with eight people because they know, you know, they don't have an, a passing offense. And so I think yeah. just having Dak there is going to help Zeke, you know, open up the holes. You know what? That's a very good point. Why isn't Joe Mixon in that top five? I mean, come on, guys. I mean, come on, guys. That's Joe Mixon. I mean, Tyler, I can't back. wait till already later back draft. So second down, round, man. you know, 13th, 14th pick, and you're staring at Joe Mixon. All I'm saying is, if you think he's making it past the second round for me, you're fucking crazy. I'm what's that? What's that horn? What's that horny mean? Where it's like, is it like Bonks? SpongeBob? What? No. I thought you were bonking. And it's me. like, it's like, argh, all stretched out. Like that's Tyler staring at fucking Joe Mixon in the fourth round. Oh, like, but uh, in fourth round, you're crazy. Uh, I don't you're, know. You're I you're didn't. you're in you're an insane person. Second round, easily, <laughs> easily. Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon, and I keep and it kills me because you guys know I was very upset with him last year. And now when I'm doing research and I'm looking, everybody's like, oh yeah, Joe Mixon, he's gonna have a breakout year this year. You know, Cincinnati revamped that offensive line. Uh Joe Burrow's back. He's gonna get, you know, they dropped Giovanni Bernard. He's gonna be, he's gonna be the workhorse. Say, and I'm just say like, his name right. Say his name right. Giovanni Bernard. Yes, yeah, oh, sorry. Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> um, with Trick him getting, Smith. Yeah, Trick with, Smith. With him being being kicked at or getting dropped, I'm just like I'm back in, all the way back in on Joe Mixon. So <sighs> see me out here sweating with Joe Mixon at my at my RB one. Rick and Morty meme. I'm in. You son of a bitch. I'm in. You son of a bitch. I'm in. All right, well, I thought that was great. I thought that was a great uh, amount of uh, good research on both your guys' parts. I uh, appreciate it. I'm very excited to get back in the swing of this. This has been a great episode. The next time you will see us. So are we going to be back for the first week of, like, the week before the uh, opening week, weekend? Guys? Maybe, maybe we can react to our own draft and we can – because last year you weren't a part of it, Travis. So, you know, we can go blow for blow how we went through it and look at week one is that next week when is the draft for for uh cte still working on it is dominic playing yeah he's playing okay cool i haven't asked him but he's playing i was gonna say did you just volunteer him to play i mean i look i was on the app he says it's at least he's still in there so yeah i'm sure he's looked at it sure yeah (laughs) Um, no, so yeah, no, uh, I, I don't think next week we'll be back, but the week after probably, right? Is that, that the week that leading works. into the season? Let's see. Uh, it's a later cool. start. It's the week after Labor Day, so it's like okay. the whatever. So we have we have next week is the twenty fourth. Then there's the thirty first, and then it's the seventh would be the Tuesday before the weeks before week one. Okay, uh, I say we just reconvene the week the Tuesday before week one. Do you so guys September seventh. There you go. 
that works for me. This gives you plenty of time so you can listen to it this week for this for your guys' draft this week, and the next week you can listen to it again to prepare for next week's draft that you have. Because I know you're everybody listening is in like I mean, five different leagues. I would expect everybody listening to just listen every single day, just so when it comes time they can just be like, yeah, I mean Joe Mixon in the first round, of course. Tyler said it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah exactly. All right. Um, and like always, so you got a couple weeks here, but get questions in that'll help us uh, create a better show for you guys. Um, you can email us at trapdoorpod, sorry, trapdoorpod at yahoo.com, or you can hit the Facebook, Trapdoor to Hell, or on Twitter at trapdoorpod. You can message us there with your questions, however you want to do it, or the email cheese. Tell them where they can ask you questions. Well, if you want to ask curveballs and chair shots questions, go on the Twitter or the Instagram, but probably should do the Instagram, curveballs and cs and if you want to send us an email curveball and cs at gmo.com i don't access the email so it probably wouldn't be a good idea to send a fantasy football question there but if you have a fantasy football question you want dominic to answer it on every friday or saturday then go right ahead yeah just put it put it in like the subject line of an email or at the top of the uh direct message or however you do it that it is four points and doing so we don't go answer it on i mean we're not complete uh and utter idiots so I think we would recognize that it's for the fantasy podcast and not for a regular podcast, but you never know. And uh, curveballs and chair shots is out every Friday or Saturday, depending. And uh, on the schedule, it's going to be this Friday. Big, big weekend. CM Punk's coming back. Can't wait. Congratulations! This is going to be their two their two hundredth episode. Uh, congratulations! Can we can we pick the new um, theme song or no? I mean, you know, I'm open to options. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rikishi song, please. Rikishi song, okay. You know, take it under advisement. Yeah, Tyler, any uh, any uh? Well, now now that he said Rikishi song, I just want to hear. Yeah, I, I want to hear too. Uh, what is it? Too cool. Good job, Tyler. So cool. Thank you. Actually, can I change my mind? Can you make it the Girls Gone Wild theme song? <laughs> I mean, I thought that's you guys, your guys' gimmick. That is my gimmick. That's what I had on the soundboard earlier. <laughs> I just oh, pushed it again wanted? to see. I keep pushing it, hoping that it will just work and you guys will hear it. But then I just keep getting the bongos in my ear. <laughs> um, and uh, Trapdoor to Hell every Wednesday night or Thursday morning, depending on uh, whatever po- uh, platform you listen to. Apparently, like uh, apparently Spotify takes a little bit or whatever. I don't know. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck yeah, baby. Fantasy football, baby. Let's go. Fuck. All right. Fuck yeah, how do we end this? Fo- I don't remember how we ended this podcast. I think we used to just year. end it. No, I think Tyler, no. I would know. I was not doing it. I know. No, I know you're not doing the buy thing. That's okay. our thing. Come on now. Uh, but uh, have a great week in fantasy. Okay. <laughs>